Well, I wanted to conclude Daniel today because I just couldn't leave chapter. I've got some humming going on. Can you shut all the other mics down? I, because I just didn't want to leave chapter 12 uh, out. It's just a magnificent conclusion to this wonderful book. And if you miss any of the sermons, you can catch up online at clearwater.church. So here we go, Daniel chapter 12. We read, At that time shall arise Michael the great prince who has charge of your people. At that time refers to this time of the end where there's Antichrist with a big A terrorizing the people of God. At that time when it's really bad for God's people, Michael, who is an archangel and he has responsibility... And there shall be a time of trouble such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. Don't let anybody tell you that, it's, that the church will be uh, triumphant and the gospel will just grow and grow and grow and then Christ will return. Uh, no, the Bible teaches that it's going to be worst right before the end. Jesus actually asks, will there, will there be faith found on the earth when he returns? But at that time, your people shall be delivered. There's this great time of trouble coming. It's going to be worse than it's ever been. The people of God are going to be hard-pressed, but God will deliver his people. Praise God. And so who are those people? Well, he's talking, the angel's talking to Daniel, so Daniel has in mind the Jewish people. But the angel clarifies that it's not all Jewish people. It's the people of faith. And today, it's the people who have faith in God's Son, Jesus Christ. At that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. God keeps a book with the names written in of those who are his children, those who have put their faith in Christ. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. There will be a final resurrection day. Everyone will come back to life. And for some, it's going to be to everlasting life. It's going to be to heaven, to be with God forever and ever. But for some, unfortunately, it will be to shame and everlasting contempt, separated from God and the goodness of God. You know, salvation is a gift that has been secured for us by the work of Jesus Christ, and it is offered to all people. But only those who put their faith in Jesus will receive that gift and receive everlasting life. Verse 3, And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. That's our theme verse, and uh, I'll come back to that here at the end. But this is just describing a little bit more the glorious state that awaits the Christian. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Now, the angel's not saying, uh, Daniel, keep it a secret, saying, preserve and authenticate this uh, word about the end that I've given you, because the people of God are going to need it. And so what do we learn? We learn that a time of trial is coming, but we've also learned that the people of God will be delivered. And knowing these two facts strengthens God's people in the time of trouble. Yes, 
there will be a time of trouble. And even now, many antichrists have come, right? It's not just the final trouble. There, have been, there has been trouble for the people of God over time. But God will deliver his people. And the primary way that we are delivered, or I should say the ultimate deliverance of the people of God is resurrection from the dead. Being faithful to God in this life during these times of trouble might take us to the grave. But that the grave is never the end for the Christian. There's resurrection to eternal life. Well, that concludes the, the final vision of the end that the angel gives Daniel. And then verses 5 to uh, the end, there's one final experience Daniel has with this angel. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood, on one, one on this bank of the stream and one on that bank of the stream. And someone said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream. So we learned in chapter 10 that Daniel is beside the Tigris River and hovering over the Tigris River is this angel. And now apparently two other angels have joined, one on each of the banks. And someone said to the man clothed in linen, how long shall it be till the end of these wonders? In other words, uh, how long is the time of trouble going to last? And I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times, and half a time. We talked about this in chapter 8. People have tried to put a numerical value to this, right? Ooh, maybe time means a year, times is two years, half a time is a half a year. Oh, the tribulation will last three and a half years. Uh, Actually, we just don't know this. I think uh, it's a mistake to try to put a numerical value to it. But the point is, it has an end, right? God has appointed a time of trouble, but it will come to an end. And then we read this. And that when the shattering of the people of the, uh, power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. So how long is the tribulation going to last? Long enough to absolutely shatter the power of the people of God. The people of God will be uh, just completely and utterly exhausted by the time of trouble, by the, uh, the tyranny of the Antichrist, by the wicked on top, pushing them down, and they're going to be at the end of themselves. We will be at the end of ourselves, but then God will say, enough. Enough with evil, and Jesus will return, and evil will be purged from our existence forever and ever and ever. Verse 8, I heard but did not understand, not even Daniel could tease out exactly what this all means. Then I said, oh my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? So I think Daniel's asking, will the people of God survive this great time of trouble, the tyranny of the Antichrist? He said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. I think the angel's telling Daniel, that's all you get, Daniel. I've given you what God wants you to have at this time. And, and I like this because I think what it says is, you know what? You can live a, a godly life without having all your end time questions answered. Because <laughs> I know you've got some questions about what's coming just like I do. The Bible doesn't 
answer all those questions for us, but God has given us all that we need to live a life of godliness. So Daniel's not going to get this final answer, answer questioned, or question answered. Verse 10, many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. So I actually think the angel, the angel kind of answers, which is, Daniel, they're going to be wicked people, and they're going to do wicked things, and then there will, all, there will always be the people of God who are being purified by the time of trouble and who are understanding. There will always be a faithful remnant of the people of God, no matter how bad it gets. Verse 11, and from the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Ooh, a lot of ink has been spilt over this. Uh, when exactly was the regular burnt offering taken away? When was the abomination that makes desolate set up? And a lot of people have gone back to the time of Antiochus Epiphanes, right? But Jesus tells us, and Jesus lived after the time of Antiochus Epiphanes. Jesus tells us the abomination of desolation is, is a future event. So, bottom line, good luck. Eh, don't even bother. We're not, we're not supposed to try to figure this all out in terms of the end times uh, schematic. Rather, we're to focus on the promise that comes uh, immediately following. And the promise is, those who are faithful to God during the time of trouble will be rewarded for all eternity. And that's verse 12. Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1,335 days. What's that all about? Well, what matters is, blessed is he who waits, right? Remain faithful to God in the time of trouble, no matter how long it lasts. It will have an end. It will come to an end. There's an end date to evil. Uh, this is so important to understand about evil. Evil is terrible, but evil is temporary. Get that. Evil is terrible, and it's terrible to live under the tyranny of evil, but it's temporary. There's coming a day when God says, we're done with that. It's gone. And, and wickedness and wicked people and, and the one who has brought, uh, brought all the wickedness about, Satan and his demons, they will be bound and cast into the lake of fire forever and ever, and it will be over. Verse 13, but go your way till the end, and you shall rest, and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of the days. In other words, Daniel, I've told you, Daniel, what's to come. But you, you just go live. <laughs> live the life you've been living, and then you're going to die, but someday you'll rise from the dead, and you will be given your great reward. And I love this, because what are we supposed to do with all our new end time knowledge? Right? We've been studying Daniel, and the last six chapters have been all, here's what's coming. And, and you, you, you study the end times, and you get this you know, new knowledge about what's coming. And, and what, what should we do with that? Go your way, Daniel. Go, go live some more boring, normal Christian life. <laughs> This is important. 
what does God expect from us? Go be a Christian. Do the basics. Yeah, but I know that there's this Antichrist coming, and I know that all this... Who cares? <laughs> What's your calling? Your calling is to be a Christian and do what, the, what God has asked you to do, which is, I think, for the, the mission of the church and the mission of the Christian, turn many to righteousness. Turn many to righteousness. So, really quickly, back to verse 3. Uh, those who turn many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. What a promise. Do you want your life to echo in eternity? As Gladiator says, do you, do you want to live a life that matters, has eternal significance? Well, get into the business of turning many to righteousness. I want, I want there to be, I don't, not just one person, although that's incredibly significant. I'd love it to, I'd like there to be many people who are in heaven someday because of what we do here at Clearwater Church. Because Sabrina and I stepped out and took a faith, uh, took a step of faith, and the people of God came around and said, yeah, let's do this. And so, hey, we have every single week, we worship God on Thursday nights at 3300 Spenard Road. Every Sunday morning, we get together at Wendler Middle School, public school, and we praise God, and we preach His truth, and we have journey groups, and we have kids Sunday school, and we have Club 68 on Tuesdays, and we partner with Young Life with high school on Mondays, and on and on it goes. We cook a couple meals for the staff here at Wendler, and we do Christmas gifts, and we do... uh, Spinard Trunk or Treat and Christmas Village at Spinard and we go to Norvik and we go to Bolivia and right? We do it. We together can turn many to righteousness far more effectively than any individual can. So here's my challenge to you. Today's challenge and then I gotta be quiet. Because I see the time and I smell the chili. By the way, what are, 15 chilies today? Well done. I, every time I'm a little nervous, are we going to have enough food? That's a heck of a lot of food. We got more than enough. Stick around, please. Where was I? Oh, yes. How are you going to be involved in this eternally significant task of turning many to righteousness this year? Look, we're going into the fall, and you're, I know you're thinking, what's my wintertime schedule going to be? Turning many to righteousness does not just happen. It takes intentionality. It takes time and energy and money. It takes us choosing to carve out some time in our lives for that good work. And that will not come back void. Um, I want to just... Okay, on those little connect cards that are in front of you on your seats... Our special need right now is for children's ministry workers... Being involved in Sunday school takes a lot of people uh, to pull off Sunday school every week because we have these quotas of kids to adult ratio, and people are popping kids out. There's been a whole lot of that and a lot of pregnancies. It's a great way to build the church, but we need more help back there in children's and then also uh, set up and tear down. I mean, look at all this. It takes a lot. Every week we come in here and set up and tear down. So if you'd be willing to serve um, just once a month, write on that little connect card and put it back in the offering box at the end of the service. So how are you going to be involved in turning many to righteousness with us this year?
And that's my challenge. And Sabrina, I'm going to invite you up and the, and the worship team back up as I pray. God, thank you for your church. You are the good shepherd. I'm not the good shepherd. You are faithful. Sometimes I'm unfaithful. You never grow tired or weary. I do. You never get distracted. I get distracted. When your people are in need, you are there, 100% perfectly available with all the resources, God. And we thank you for that. I'm so thankful for you, Lord Jesus. I'm so thankful for the gospel. And God, may we be more effective this year as a church, turning many to righteousness than we ever have been in the past. And God, would you answer our prayers and actually prompt us to pray even more that people would, through the ministry of Clearwater Church, this year we'd have a lot of people put their faith in Jesus Christ and go get baptized and become his followers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.